0: Welcome to the Bariatric Nutrition Coach Podcast, where we empower you with weight loss surgery nutrition knowledge, mindset advice, and inspiration so you succeed in your weight and health journey. I'm your host, Jane Stoltz, and I'm a bariatric dietitian who has helped over 1,300 people on their weight loss surgery journeys. I'm also a solo mum, lover of long walks while listening to podcasts partial to a glass of wine and the ocean is my happy place. Join me as I dive deep into bariatric nutrition and lifestyle topics and deliver them to you in bite-sized palatable episodes every Monday. Now let's go. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Bariatric Nutrition Coach podcast and in this episode I want to talk all about hunger and fullness cues after weight loss surgery and I don't think this topic gets talked about enough. Is it a topic I'm very passionate about? Yes, I do a lot of educating and coaching my clients in my bariatric nutrition boot camp about relearning listening to your hunger and fullness cues. So we're going to talk all about what are hunger and fullness cues, all about how bariatric surgery can affect your hunger and fullness cues and the changes over time, why we forget to listen to our body talking to us, our hunger and fullness cues, and strategies to relearn on listening to our body cues. So let's talk about what I mean by hunger and fullness cues. And we can think of, I need to eat, hunger is that desire to eat, that feeling like you need to eat. It's not a craving, it is actually a physical desire and need to eat some food. And it's our body's way of keeping us alive, it says we need more energy, we want to keep ourselves alive, maintain our weight, and it will drive you you have a clear desire to eat. There's cellular hunger, but we can also have eye hunger, mouth hunger, and those other types of hungers. But what I'm talking about with hunger and fullness cues, I'm talking about that physical desire, that physical um, need to eat. Now fullness cues, they are the cues of when your body says, I've had enough, I've eaten enough, and when we go into more depth in those fullness cues, we will see that there's actually oh, I've had enough and then there's might be I've had quite enough or even a bit too much. We're just um, in the beginning talking about hunger, desire to eat, fullness, I've had enough and I feel like I can put my cutlery down and end eating. So really what we're talking about is your body is talking to you and I'm going to talk to you about why These hunger and fullness cues change after weight loss surgery and also what happens over time after weight loss surgery. And I also want to talk to you about how hunger and fullness cues are so important to listen to and be aware of because listening to your hunger and fullness cues is so beneficial for helping you in that long term to help you avoid weight regain and maintain your weight loss and all those lovely things that you've achieved out of your weight loss surgery. But let's talk about bariatric surgery and how it affects your hunger and fullness cues. So when you have your bariatric surgery, yes, you can eat less for the reasons that there is this restriction. So you have a smaller tummy, or pouch. Also, the other side um, of bariatric surgery, the tool of bariatric surgery that's really powerful, especially in those early to medium days, are the metabolic changes. So your body produces hormones that helps regulate appetite, and these are the ones that you know are involved in your hunger and fullness. And when you have bariatric surgery, you get these changes in your hormone levels, they're called metabolic changes, And two of the key hormones there are ghrelin and leptin, and they help regulate appetite and intake. And they get changed so you just don't feel in those early to medium days. Most people say they don't feel hungry or very hungry or it's really hard to identify. So before surgery, you may have experienced that when you're hungry, you're really clear about it. It's very clear to you. After surgery, it may not feel as clear. So you don't have that really clear hunger and fullness. And that's why often bariatric centers will tell people how much to eat and tell you when to eat. I don't do that in my bariatric nutrition boot camp. From the early days, we are, yes, we're eating regularly. I teach people on how to prioritize protein. But even from week three, after weight loss surgery, I am teaching my clients and coaching them on how to eat, how to plate the food up, but also how to start Practicing listening to their body, their hunger and fullness cues. Okay. It is a practice, and I'm going to go through why we've lost the practice or that the art, the practice of actually listening, listening to our body. Now, yes, in the early to medium days after your weight loss surgery, when you don't have those really clear hunger and fullness cues, it can be really challenging to eat enough and to be really clear on how to manage that. And that's where I work with clients on how to build up intake and protein intake comfortably. And I say comfortably because we want to listen to the body. We want to honor your hunger and fullness cues that you can identify after your weight or surgery, but also know how to evolve your diet over time because there are such big changes in your hunger and fullness cues over that first year for most people or for many people. So many people will maybe early after the weight loss surgery not have a lot of hunger and fullness cues, but over that first year, will get a clearer sense of their hunger and a clearer sense of when they've eaten enough. And how I like uh, an example or a, a way of explaining this is I like to say that your body is talking to you and you need to relearn how to listen to it after having weight loss surgery. Before surgery, it was yelling very clearly to you. You could really hear it. After surgery, it can be whispering, and that's why uh, if you've heard, and I talk to my clients about this, sitting quietly, small bites, chew well, eat slowly, and listening and doing a body scan as you eat and feeling like where do I feel the sensations of have I eaten enough, what's satisfied, and I'll go more into the word satisfied soon, but where have I eaten enough? Some people will say they just feel it here, They'll find they feel something in their chest. They get a runny nose. They will sneeze. Listening to that body, listening to your body whispering to you because over that first year and beyond, that whisper will increase and you'll be able to have more distinct awareness of that hunger, okay, and also when you're satisfied, when you've eaten enough. Another example, another way of putting it is after weight loss surgery, your body is talking to you often in a different language. It is not your hunger and fullness cues can be very different. As I said, people feel something around the shoulder or runny nose. That's a different language. That is a different way of feeling your hunger or when you're satisfied, when you've eaten enough than before surgery. So it is such, it's a big topic that I think we need to talk more about because it is such a valuable practice after weight loss surgery. And I just want to reiterate There are a lot of changes. So often people will say to me, well, I've got to four months. This is how I'm going to be eating for the rest of my life. Or this is how it is. Actually, there's so many more changes happening over the next year, 18 months, two years. Changes with appetite, changes with your body sensations. So it's about learning how to listen to your body talking to you. Now, I want to talk a bit more about why we have forgotten to listen to our bodies over our life and listen to those hunger and fullness cues. And as I go through these, I invite you to reflect on if any of these you relate to, and I, chances are several of them you will relate to. My example is babies, when you're starting solids, you give a little, so people that haven't had babies, you just trust me, people have had babies, I'm sure you relate, You give them a little a spoonful of, Food and they eat. And my son's first word, it wasn't mum, wasn't mama, it was more because I would feed him and he was just a hungry little kid. And then, as soon as they've had enough, they push the spoon away. They don't want any more. So, we are born with this innate I'm hungry, I need to eat, I've eaten enough, I get on with my life. Okay. So, we're born with that. But even in childhood, this is one area that with childhood, Children can be might have been brought up, eat what's on your plate. You're not going to get anything after unless you don't eat. This is your meal. You may have grown up with a bit of food scarcity. So if you got food, you ate it. You didn't stop when you felt like you'd had enough. You kept on eating. Eat what's on your plate. Someone else in another part of the world, your child is starving. So some of those eating behaviours that were encouraged as children asked in that whole clean the plate club, If you relate to that saying, has kind of asking us to bypass the habit of listening to our body and listening to when we're hungry and stopping when we've had enough, when we're satisfied. I love the word satisfied. And I love the word satisfied because for me, it's really clear on I've eaten enough. Can I eat a little bit more? Yes, but I've had enough at this point. And that is something that I work with my clients to foster and a practice and knowing that in two and a half, three hours or whatever it is, you're going to be able to have another small meal. And that's okay. You can stop now. You don't have to keep eating. It's okay. Two or three hours, I'm going to have another meal because when you stop, when you're satisfied, you're not going to overeat. But we'll go more into that soon. Now, tell me, is this you? You have had your bariatric surgery and you're feeling lost. You're lacking support and you don't know what to eat and when. Or you may have noticed after your surgery, your hunger and cravings have started to return and you are scared you won't reach your goals. You may have had some weight regain and you wanna stop the weight regain and lose some more weight. You may be pre-surgery and you want support to be fully prepared for your weight loss surgery journey. If any of these sound like you, then listen up. I have developed my Bariatric Nutrition Bootcamp just for you. My coaching program provides education, coaching and community for people getting ready for their weight loss surgery and at every stage after their surgery. There are four key areas that I focus on with my clients in my Bariatric Nutrition Bootcamp. One is the bariatric nutrition basics. You will learn what and how to eat so you feel satisfied, reach your protein and fluid goals and have less cravings and know how to manage your hunger in the future. Meal ideas and meal planning. You will learn to plan meals and snacks that you like so you have great options on hand when it comes time to eat. Also, we focus on mastering weight Regain habits, identifying any habits that are stopping you from reaching your goals and create manageable strategies to get back on the straight and narrow so you can manage your weight for the rest of your life. And also, I focus with my clients in my bariatric nutrition boot camp on learning to trust your body and food. Start to enjoy your food again by relearning to listen to your body cues. So you have less guilt and improve your relationship with food and your body. If you are ready to maximize your weight loss surgery results, feel confident in your journey and be led with support and expert guidance, then the Bariatric Nutrition Bootcamp is for you. If you would like to know more about my coaching program, check out the link in the show notes. reason why I feel we've forgotten to listen to our bodies is we just have such busy jobs and busy lives. And so many jobs don't even allow for really good food breaks, meal breaks, to be able to sit there, eat slowly, chew well, and listen to your body in a quiet space. Children juggling multiple things. That is another key area that I think We have such busy lives, and that also drives us. We eat in front of things like TV, phones, and screens, and we are externally focused. We're not internally focused. So to listen to your hunger and fullness cues, you really need to be sitting quietly, and we'll go through this, eating slowly, and doing a body scan and really tapping in to your body and listening to your body. And when you do that regularly and you do that, you will notice that over time, uh, over that first year, particularly in the 18 months two years, you'll find that your sensations do change and you get clearer uh, at what your body is saying to you. So it's a forgotten practice of listening to the body. We have busy jobs, externally focused, and it's just, it's just not something that we're used to practicing often. And so that is why I do focus on it so much with my clients. So let me talk about, really lay out a link in why I'm talking about hunger and fullness cues and how I'm really connecting it to avoiding uh, weight regain. So hunger and fullness cues and listening to your body really is going to help you avoid overeating. Even when people get really good at it by themselves, then you will notice sometimes you may be in a social situation, takes you out of that practice of listening to the body, You're externally focused and people can overeat in those social situations. That's just an example that I find that shows when you're eating, it's so valuable to really focus and listen to your body, which we'll talk more about that. So when you do listen to your hunger and fullness cues, it's going to, your internal monitor. That listening for that feeling of satisfied will stop you from overeating, stop you from taking Extra energy in. If you get to the the point of feeling satisfied, I've had enough. But you still want to wait, overeat. That's what I explore with my clients. What else are you hungry for? And chances are you're not physically hungry. can be emotionally hungry. Your mouth can be hungry. Your eyes can be hungry. We have different forms of hunger. It's not just physical hunger. But I'm talking when we're talking about satisfied. I'm talking physically satisfied. And if you feel like you need to further eat, that's some of the work that I do or a lot of work I do with my clients is, okay, what else are you hungry for? And we work on managing that other hunger because if you're hungry for taste or you're hungry for that feeling of being, you may associate being overly full with some positive outcomes or some other things are going on, we need to really pull that apart and really be aware of it and work through it. So really having clear, identifying and practicing, listening to your hunger and fullness cues, stopping when you're satisfied, if that's your internal monitor to stop you from overeating and taking in extra energy. And so that's a really key practice for not only the short term to get the best results out of your surgery, but also for the longer term to help you keep all those lovely things, the lovely outcomes from your surgery and help you maintain your weight. So I hope I have sold you the importance of the practice of listening to your hunger and fullness cues. Now I wanna take you through uh, a couple of strategies to help you listen to your hunger and fullness cues. And I've touched on them a little bit already, but I wanna take you through a couple of these strategies and you can practice them and reflect on, when I listen to my body, and when i practice these habits what happens to the amount of food that i eat does it you know stay the same does it reduce how do i feel at the end of eating so the first one i want to talk about is eating slowly and the reason why eating slowly is so important is that it gives you time to chew well which your, your tummy will like it also gives your body time to really recognize how much you've eaten, okay? So chewing well and eating slowly. And this can be such a big challenge for many people after weight loss surgery because before surgery, they would say, they would describe themselves, all their family friends would say, yeah, rapid eater. And our environment is going to keep promoting you to eat rapidly, but your tummy and outcomes from surgery really want you to eat slowly. Small bites, too well, eat slowly. And it gives your body time to talk to you and you have time to listen to how much you've eaten and then when to stop when you're satisfied. Okay. And yet yeah, there's a lot of very practical strategies. I, I sit around that and work with my clients on to help them with this slow eating. Another one can be to really sit in a quiet space away from distraction computers phones people eat quietly and with that quietness you can listen to your body talking to you and you can do the practice with the body scan of where am i feeling in the body hunger or desire to eat where am i feeling like at halfway through a meal you can stop and you can reflect where do i feel like food my body is registering that i'm eating food where do, when do I feel, when I've eaten enough, where do I feel satisfied in my body? Where is it? What sensations? And what are the views? And what are the things that come up even before that? Can I hear anything else in my body? Is it Where else is it talking to me? So that's another point. That's another strategy. Number three, it can be reminders in your environment. You can put sticky notes. You can put reminders on your phone to remind you when you go to eat, to listen to your hunger and fullness cues. That's another strategy. And the last one, and it's something they'll touch on, but I do work much more depth with it with my clients, is using a hunger and fullness scale. And it's a scale of one to ten. Hungry like one, ravenous, right through to ten, which is absolutely have to lay down, pull, take the pants off, can't fit one more thing in. So that's ten. And in between that, we've got one to 10 and there are numbers, but there are also words. And that can be really helpful to put numbers or words to your body sensations of hunger and feeling satisfied or fullness because it helps you in that measurement and that inquiry when you're eating. Is this easy work? No, it's not easy work. It's really challenging work because our mind likes to keep busy. We're in such a busy world It's really about slowing down and asking your body or your mind to reflect and go inward and scan your body and listen to your body. So I hope you found today's episode valuable. It may be a topic that you haven't heard a lot about and I hope you find it something you can reflect on and learn from. It's really a key area that I think doesn't get enough airtime, doesn't get spoken about enough. So I wanted to bring it to you and pull it apart, so to speak, and explain my perspective. I hope you found it of value. And I really appreciate you listening to my podcast. I really love the support that, and really appreciate the support that I've got so far. I have lovely, I've had some really wonderful comments and feedback, and I really appreciate it. If you do find my podcast valuable, I would love you to give me a rating. I would love you to give me a review. It helps people when they're going through podcasts to decide which ones they're going to listen to. So thank you so much. If you would like to know more about my coaching and support, my Bariatric Nutrition Bootcamp, check the link out in the show notes as I have a program video which explains more about who my program's for, the areas that I focus on with my clients in my program and outcomes. So thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being back in your ears next week. Bye for now.